today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I worry that this has, you know, that the waters have been poisoned and that every election in the U.S. is going to be questioned for maybe generations to come by the losing candidate. Let's face it. There were some Democrats that didn't feel Donald Trump was rightfully elected because of interference from Russia, from China, from Bo- and at the end of the day, I'm sorry, you know, the rules are the rules. The, the playing field is the playing field. And as long as no one voted illegally, you, you got to handle the result. And to, to, for the most part, Hillary Clinton herself did just that. We know that that's true. Uh, Daniel Beelan's the director of the McGill Institute for the Study of Canada and uh, professor of political science at McGill. Uh, and he joins us now. Daniel, thanks very much for coming on with me. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the invitation. What was your reaction yesterday um, to watching what was transpiring in the afternoon? It uh, it shook all of us, whether we've lived in the States, whether we've traveled in the States, whether we have relatives there. Um, it, it, it absolutely rattled us. How rattled were you watching it? Yes, I, yes, of course, I was shocked. At the same time, I don't think in, in hindsight it's totally surprising in the sense that, um, you know, Trump has been calling into question uh, the results of the election uh, from day one. And... Uh, he has lied about, um, you know, alleged uh, electoral fraud for, for several months now. And he has, you know, his base is really worked up. And, and you, you, can see, um, you can see the tension, um, you know, rising. And, and, and I think that it's, the, I'm not, I don't know what will happen over the next 13 days, but certainly uh, this is, um, uh, this, debate is not over and what happened yesterday is something that um, is truly uh, um, an an historical moment. The question is to know whether this will have a meaningful impact and will will help the U.S. move away from this extreme bickering and partisanship or whether this will actually just continue on after January 20th when uh, when Joe Biden uh, becomes president. Well, that's what I worry about, Daniel. And I think a lot of us look and say there are neighbors, uh, there are supporters. Uh, we're closer to them than any other country. Some people make the UK argument at times because of our uh, our heritage that goes back centuries. But no, there you know there are there are big brothers to the south, and we look and say, yeah, it it, it could become the beginning of something, Daniel, as opposed to the end of something, couldn't it? Yes, absolutely. And uh, you remember, I'm sure, the Tea Party and. And then the Tea Party declined, but led to uh, Trumpism. And what will be after Trumpism? Well, Trumpism is not over, obviously, because Trump uh, will stick around. Uh, well, on social media, if they allow him to, to tweet and post on Facebook after January 20th, but uh, we know he was suspended yesterday, uh, temporarily at mm-hmm. least. But uh, Trump is not going away, and, and that's also uh, a source of concern because many people actually believe that um, there was widespread electoral uh, fraud uh, in uh, in November, and it's simply not true. But the fact that so many people uh, believe in outright lies is, uh, is erodes democracy. And I think that's something that we should be mindful of here in Canada. We are, the Canadian democracy is in better shape than U.S. democracy today, but some of the tendencies that we see in the U.S., for example, all the, you know, the fake news and the fact that so many people believe yeah. in conspiracy theories, 
this is something that uh, could also erode our democracy, especially if someday we elect, uh, we have a prime minister or, or major party leaders who actually do like Trump, that is, they spread conspiracy theories and lies in an overt and systematic way. Daniel Bielan joining us from McGill University. I was thinking about that as you're saying it, and we had a very, very close election um, in November of 2019, but nobody disputed the results. Nobody suggested there was, you know, one one member of parliament that was unduly elected or that there was an element of any form of fraud whatsoever. I'd like to think we can keep it that way, but you're right. It's <laughs> like it, it, you know, that that sort of thinking leaks through um, and crosses the border because the Internet has no borders or boundaries or regulations. And it's problematic. It's beyond problematic. Yeah, it's surprising, always surprising to me to see how many people believe, say, Pizzagate, for example, which is a very American conspiracy theory about Hillary Clinton and so forth, and, and how many people in Canada actually, it's a minority, of course, a relatively small minority, but it's still, uh, uh, you know, uh, really ever present in social media uh, uh, here in Canada. Now, something about election results. I think the U.S. has a very complicated system. You know, they don't have the equivalent of elections Canada. Elections are run by the states, and the rules vary from state to state, and that creates a lot of confusion. And I think our institutions in Canada, having a more centralized federal electoral uh, um, you know, electoral uh, rules and system uh, uh, reduces, I think, the opportunities to to uh, to make such a fuss about uh, election results. It doesn't mean that you know. Uh, sometimes we we need you know we we do recount uh, sometimes in some close uh, races. But you're right that our system, I think, uh, um, has a, a higher level of of legitimacy. People trust more our electoral system in part because it's even across the country. And in the U.S., it's, you know, you, you heard yesterday on the floor of the Senate and the House, people talking about, yeah, Pennsylvania cannot do this and that and Georgia. And, and they refer to, you know, there are 50 different states and the rules vary so much that it's very confusing for people. And this confusion, I think, helps people like Trump to cast a, a yeah. shadow on uh, uh, the electoral system and to call into question the results. Do you think Trump has a political future? He'd be 78 and a half years old running for a presidential election, running for the Republican nomination uh, leading up to the 2024 election. What do you think happens? I, you never know with Trump. <laughs> um, but the thing with Trump is that I'm not sure he will. He might try to get the nomination again if he's still alive and, and, and in good shape, uh, if he's able to, to actually run. We don't know what will happen in four years from now. Uh, he doesn't seem to be the most, uh, you know, uh, healthy uh, person. But, um, you know, if he does run, uh, I think it's a nightmare scenario for, for many Republicans, the moderate Republicans at least, because really Trump took over the Republican Party. I mean, he's not someone who, you know, was strongly associated with the Republican Party uh, before he actually, you know, he ran uh, uh, in 2015, and is someone who, who basically took mm -hmm. the party over from the outside, and and that's why you have people like uh, members of the Lincoln Project and re Republicans who basically you know oppose uh, uh, Trump. Um, so a possibility too is that if he doesn't, if he tries say, to get the nomination and doesn't get it, he could run as an independent, and that would be a nightmare scenario for Republicans. Holy cow! If he does like Ross Perot did in 1992, that that will mean giving the the presidency uh, 
uh, a second turn to Joe Biden or maybe Kamala Harris if she she's the one running. Um, but but you know, uh, yeah. I think that Trump is is not going. Uh, he won't he won't he won't disappear. You cannot really silence him because even if he's he cannot be on Twitter anymore uh, or they suspend him, you know there is Brian Bart and you have all sorts of alternative media in the U.S. that will that will propagate his message. So I think uh, he's he will keep he might keep hurting American democracy for for in the months and years to come. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to see uh, any other way around that. I really appreciate you coming on, Daniel. Thanks very much, and, and have a great day. Thanks for your expertise. Thanks for your invitation. Have a great day, too. You got it. Uh, Daniel Beeland, uh, director of the McGill Institute for the Study of Canada, uh, professor of political science at McGill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.